It's like, I'm not <laughs> interested in measuring my metaphorical dick. Like, no. That's what it always feels like. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, no. I already have my own gender issues. I, I don't know. need your fucking toxic masculinity. <laughs> so retro no laptop <laughs> only a desktop computer yeah what is this the 1980s it is the 1980s did you oh oh we're already recorded yeah Ooh. hello and welcome back to awkward erotica i am sophia i'm melina and we're here to talk to you about some women's and some pains <laughs> women pains yes we're returning to our series uh, first, we're going to give you a quick recap because our last two episodes were on the election and then the election happened and then we cried. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to find like the specific results. But basically, um, the oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, I had what I wanted and then I lost it. Isn't that a metaphor for my life? <laughs> oh. Oh boy. It's there and then it's gone, oh, you know? Oh, Sophia. You think that your happiness is in reach and then it just, uh, it slips away from you. Um, and, like, that's fine, I guess. <sighs> yeah, so the liberals got a minority government. Fuck that noise. It's, <laughs> like, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. There was a while there where it looked like the conservatives are gonna win and that would have been worse. But, like, it's not good. And I'm so tired of that. <laughs> I'm so tired of things never being good. Yeah. See previous rant. Yes. yes. <laughs> See five seconds prior to this. Yes. So the liberals won 157 seats. Yeah. Which is quite a large minority. Yes. In order to hit majority, you have to have 170 seats. 170. I, it is the largest uh, minority in, in Canadian history. Um, but they only got 33.1% of popular vote. The conservatives actually beat them out in the popular vote, which is terrifying. Something by, like, 250,000 people, I think, is yeah. a round number. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's no good. Also, like, 66% of people voted in this election, which is incredibly high. For us, yeah. Yeah, for us. And, like, that's also depressing to me. Yeah. Because we just voted for the same thing. Or maybe the conservatives. Uh, who got 121 seats? Great. Um, you know who's third? Do you know who's third? Ugh. Do you know who's third? It's the Black Quebecois. I hate this so much. Which is kind of just insane. That, But they just swept Quebec. The French were like, that's it. We're racist. We gotta go. Yeah. Um, so they just like swept Quebec. They got 32 seats, even though they only got 7% of the popular vote. Because you can only vote for them in Quebec. Yeah. So the NDP got more of the vote than the Bloc Québécois, but less seats. But way, almost 10 less seats. Yeah, because that's how we do things here. Yeah, the NDP got 24 seats and 15% of the popular vote. Didn't we not get a single seat in Toronto? Isn't that a thing? Mm-mm. I feel like that was a thing. I don't know if that's a thing. Okay. Um, I don't believe that that's a thing. I, but it's, it's possible. possible. Um, because they picked up seats in Ontario and they yeah. picked up seats in the West Coast. I just remember reading a headline. But it's, but... it's like maybe. Nobody knows. And then the Green Party got three seats. Which is pretty young. And if you didn't know this, they usually only get one seat. Yeah. So they went up and this irritates me because they're just stealing votes from the NDP. And we don't need that. <laughs> 
and the People's Party, which was the Nazi party, if you've been following along with us, didn't get any. Didn't and, get any. And Maxine Bernier lost his seat. And he's like the Riedlinger Nazi, and he lost his seat. And that is the only reassuring thing to come out of this election. Yeah, we were very happy when he lost his seat. We were like, yep. Like, if we get nothing else, at least we get that. Alright, so those are your election results. The liberals with a real strong minority who are not going to uh, have a official coalition with any one party. They're just gonna draw votes from wherever they need it. Because they don't need that many. They need, like, fucking 13. Like, they're fine. Which hurts my soul. But that's okay, I guess. Just gonna leave you on one note, which is that the only time politics happens isn't during election time. It happens all year round, so stay engaged. Also, in times when the government is not what you want, look for organizations that need your support. And yeah. if you're in a place where you can do that, then give your support. Politics happens on the ground. People get taken care of on the ground as much as they do in government. And it is kind of futile to be like, oh, I am one person. I will solve everything. That's not how it works. But at the very least we can have a recognition that these kinds of things happen all year round, not just during this time. Small things lead to big things. Yeah. Recognize that the liberals and the conservatives ran on absolute nothing, yes. and they won. Okay, I said I wasn't going to rant about this, so we're not going to rant about <laughs> it, but I'm just saying. <sighs> on to our real rant. Our real rant. Our real rage. Because uh, we're just too emotionally we're exhausted rage. to rage about politics anymore. No. We're going to give it a good solid break. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to rage about today is unsolicited advice. When someone's like, hey, hi, you, maybe I will tell you something you did not ask me to tell you. Yeah. Did not ask me a question, but I will supply you an answer. Yeah. So. So, I get, uh, I think most people get a lot of unsolicited advice. Uh, I get a lot of unsolicited advice um, from my family, mostly, and you're like, great, thank Mothers you. Mothers are that. pros at unsolicited <laughs> advice. Yeah. You're like, mom, no I did not you. want your opinion on this outfit, <laughs> yeah. did not want your opinion on my face, did yeah. not want your opinion on the boys I'm dating. I don't None know. of it. Sometimes I get it from people on the street, too. That's always my oh favorite my one. Oh, my God. Um, but, like, the, so it happens a lot, but I'll focus, I'll focus in. I think my least favorite kind of unsolicited advice is, like, unsolicited advice about one's body. Yeah. Like, that is, like, uh, very And yet irritating. the most common I know. unsolicited advice. I know. And I think, like, at, at, at its least harmful, it's annoying. And at its most harmful, it can be incredibly damaging for people who are already dealing with a bunch of crap. And, like, just, like, shush. Anyway, my... This is coming up because recently... Um, I'm on a lot of, like, hormones and a lot of, like, different medications and also, like, you know, shit happens. My body itself, even without the medications and hormones, is already a disaster. Like, that's just who we are. Um, So I, recently, a new development has been cystic acne. Um, That's fun. Yeah, which for those of you who don't know, it's basically, like, pimples on your face that, like, don't come to a head. It's, like, under the skin. I'm I'm, like showing you it but you can't see because this is an like audio the last medium. season of game of thrones yeah <laughs> just never came to a head no. <laughs> wow that's so- <laughs> sorry sure yeah just go just yeah. continue well and like all of them again i'm pointing at my face but like it, it even though they're gone like they still scar and i didn't pop them that's just like how it is yeah um <clears throat> And I am trying to take a neutral approach to it because, like, no matter what I do, no matter... I've used crazy skincare. Like, Sophia, no, we have... We share a bathroom cabinet. 
Nobody cares for their skin as Melina cares for her skin. Like, this girl is like, hey, I just found this face mask in my pocket. You want it? Like, it's wild. Skin. And also, like, there have been times where I've eaten no sugar, where I've eaten, like, in the past. I don't really do shit like that anymore. But, like, I've done all of it. Like, I've done everything, and it never really affects my skin very much. Yeah. Um, Exercise, no, whatever. It's just, like, body, my body does what it's going to do. So when people are like, well, have you tried? And I'm like, I have. I have, in fact. I just, like, it makes me so angry for so many reasons. I'm just like, I'm trying to be chill about it. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to be neutral about it. Especially because, like, here's the thing about cystic acne. Like, there's, I look in the mirror and there are parts of me that, like, I actually, for the most part, I'm like, whatever. But then there are parts of me where it's like, well, I know how people feel about this. And then I start to get stressed and upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it's painful. Cystic acne is so painful that, like, when you put your shirt on or something brushes up against it or you put water on it or whatever, it, like, burns and, like, pulsates. And the other thing about cystic acne is you're always aware that it's there because it, like, Hurts, pulsates yeah. on your face when you're just, like, living your fucking life. So it's, like, it's, like... I don't know, I'm trying to be neutral about it. Like, I'm trying to just be like, this is a thing. This is how my face is. It doesn't make me a good or bad person. It's just, like, living here and, like, checking out. But when someone at every corner is like, have you tried? But what about? Why don't you cover it up? Someone said that to me. Why don't you use concealer? And I'm like, because then, I, I, I don't know. I don't have to tell you. And, like, the other part of this is, like, I very much understand that we live in a world that has beauty standards. And that in order to, like, people treat me better when I wear makeup, when I cover up my acne. Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, unaware of that. So, like, I get it. And I don't shame anybody for trying to cover it up. I don't blame anybody for spending money doing whatever. I am just trying to deal with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my own way. So, like, shut up. Yeah. (laughs) Especially because I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you. Uh, This is not something that you need to weigh in on. Uh, this is not a topic of for small talk. I think that's a weird thing, too, when they do it so casually. I know! They're like, excuse me? I know! Um, and I also think it's, like, a lose-lose situation. Like, I know with my sister, like, just specifically talking about skin, like, she struggled and, like, maybe still struggles. I don't know. She does, I don't, we don't live together anymore, so I don't <laughs> talk to her all the time, every day. But, like, um, she struggled with her skin, um and it was like she couldn't win it was it was like when she wore makeup to cover it up people were like you're wearing too much makeup that's why your skin is bad and when she wouldn't wear makeup to cover up like my mom would be like she's going to work looking like a slob or like looking unprofessional like without any makeup on and you're like listen (laughs) wear makeup don't wear makeup just don't attach moral value to makeup yeah like it can't be like you just can't it can't be unprofessional to go to work without makeup. Like, that cannot be our standard. Like, besides, the, obviously, the sexism that's inherent in that, also this idea that, like, somehow, because her skin has imperfections, she looks like a slob. Like, yeah. I was like, no. And, yeah. and then it's the same thing. as like, well, why are you covering up? Like, why are you putting on all this fake stuff? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing that our brother does a lot still he makes comments about like sort of makeup and he rolls his eyes and I think that he thinks that he's being supportive in a roundabout way of being like this is ridiculous you shouldn't be spending money on this blah 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 but ultimately you're like no I mean we'd said this before or like maybe we haven't but like I've said it in my real life it's like to me it's whatever you have to do to get through the day, yeah. to get out the door. We've definitely said that. But, yeah. like, that's just, like, how I feel. Like, 
it is there are days where I need to do the 10th degree to go yeah. out the door. I need to wear like a an unnecessarily put together outfit and like too much eyeliner and a lot of lipstick just because that I can't I'm just I'm in a place where like I am not comfortable not doing yeah. that. And then there are other days where it's like I am too tired to do that and I just need to be able to not do anything and exist and not have people be like hey uh why aren't you trying harder yeah well i where you look tired you look tired i had someone I get that all the, the time. cashier at starbucks said that to me the other day and i was like uh excuse me yeah. sir we don't know each other fuck you yeah well like i i think like i for most of high school had uh i didn't struggle with uh acne on my face i've always had acne on my back and on my arms um, but I'd never struggled with it on my face in high school. And so I never really wore, I, I don't wear make. I love makeup, but I don't really wear it out. Um, and no one ever commented on it. Now yeah. that I have acne, people comment on it all the time. I think it just kind of comes off as patronizing because it's like you, I still have to access services that are sometimes embedded in sexist and also racist standards. We still have to exist in that framework. Like I still have to access services. I still have to be at my job. And the truth is when my hair is straight and my acne is covered up and I'm dressed a certain way, I get treated better. Um, and I get those services that I need. And sometimes I don't if I don't look a certain way. So like, I also just feel like I don't understand this need people have to offer opinions yes on things that are clearly a sensitive subject i know it's cool or at least that i would think are clearly a sensitive yeah. subject like food is the same thing oh yeah and i much. like one of my pet peeves is people who comment on the way that i eat like i'm like i'll just can i just just leave just let me Shh, do yeah. it okay you make me more like now you've made a comment and like now i feel like i can't eat and it's just like side comments but but it's like oh wow like that's a really big meal yeah like that's a really full plate yeah and it's like such an offhanded comment but like now you've just totally destroyed that person like they're like what like this is just what i normally eat yeah, every day i know like why why did you feel the need to point that out yeah i think don't one, like, this whole rant is, like, don't give people unsolicited advice. Don't make comments about people that they didn't ask for. Because, like, you wouldn't like it if it was done to you. So why is it that you're doing it to other people? And so often, like, I'm using air quotes here, unsolicited advice actually is, like, unsolicited critiques. Yes. Well, it's, like, that that feigned concern, right? Like, my family does that a lot when it comes to weight. And, like, it bugs me a lot because I have, like, thinner cousins who, like, eat whatever they want and, like at fan it's always like oh make sure she gets a lot of dessert because like whatever she like they're like you know it's cool but like i when i take a plate of dessert it's like oh melina's got four desserts on her plate did you see that did you see that like shit like that happens and you're like yeah i don't comment on this like i didn't ask you i did not ask you just don't say anything about anybody ever just like don't because even when you're commenting you're making comments like that are like even like quote unquote good but you're comparing people like that still makes the other person uncomfortable like even the person who's in quote unquote like the good camp yeah but you're just, still making everybody uncomfortable just like not but i i just the thing is to me and and the reason that it bothers me because obviously we've been in situations where it's like like our friends are the people making these comments yeah i know 
is that I don't understand, like, all of it, none of it feels like it's coming from a good place. No, yes, absolutely. All of this feels like it's coming from a place of somebody trying to prove that they're better than you are by pointing out your flaws in a socially acceptable way. Absolutely. And, and I just, I don't get that on a lot of levels, but I find it especially upsetting when it is, like, friends who are, like, pointing out your weight or your skin or your whatever or family and you're like I'm sorry you're you know what you're doing I know you know and you're supposed to be support like I just don't believe that you don't know what you're doing especially like I just for me like I try like in the language and I never used to be good at this because I think at some point we like all are like kind of in our own head about shit but like at some point I was like oh the language that I use about this stuff matters especially when I'm talking to other people so when it comes to like weight and skin and things that like a lot of the time people can't really control it's just your body it's just who you are I try to use neutral language like even I think like valuing certain things over other things can be harmful right I just try to be like it's neutral like we're all good like there's no like good or bad Bad. skin or like good or bad body like we're all just fine yeah and it's and I and I think like it's hard because we've all heard the same shit from the same places and we've all internalized the same ideas I get that but just like don't hurt people like don't actively try yeah well that's what I mean like it's one thing when you're like in a discussion and I think to some extent like we don't have the language to have these conversations entirely neutrally like and we have internalized things and sometimes those things come out and you're like okay that is not what I meant but that is what I said yeah (laughs) like that is something that I've like internalized or that's the only way that I know how to express this idea but there's a difference between that and uh, like you like going out of your way to bring it up to make comments about it like I don't find it that hard to not comment on other people in any way that isn't just like a bitch you look cute yeah like that is I I get high off of giving girls compliments (laughs) like it's my number one fave thing but I don't think I've ever made the mistake of like pointing out to someone except maybe to my sister because I think that's like a totally it's like a different relationship and uh, sometimes I think I uh, I there's like a weird uh, switch in my brain where I'm just like siblings we'll do an episode yes (laughs) that's the only relationship where I think that like maybe I've done that but like every like every other relationship like I don't think I've ever had an issue of like just like I don't need to, I don't feel any kind of desire or urge to, like, point things out. I don't know. Like, you know? Yeah, no, I know. That's actually something that, like, I really admire. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna compliment on you for a second. Excellent! There are so many wonderful things about Sophia. But, like, something. I know. <laughs> something that's that, on my business card. It is. I'm gonna make you a business card. Yeah. But something that. I need oh, a business. <laughs> we have one. This is not a business, no, ma'am. This is a mic. It's true. But something that always really stands out uh, to me about you is that, like, you don't have, like, uh, uh, first of all, like, a jealous bone in, like, the, like, I'm going to make you feel bad because I'm insecure about something. Like, jealous friend, yes. Like, yes, I am a <laughs> real jealous friend. Yes. Like, bitches but, be yeah. out here making new friends, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Not in, like, a real, like, harmful way. I don't know. Like, sometimes, I mean, I think I internalize it a yeah, lot. This yeah. is a side rant, but it's just, like, I feel it, like, in yeah. my soul, where I'm like, listen, either they're my friend, too, or you have to just 
actively like them less than me. Like, yeah. you can't be out here just, like, having close friends yeah. who aren't me. Yes. If I'm not also close friends with them. Anyways, besides the point. But. Go on. Never. Please continue. Never I have I. singing my praises. Yes. Never have I known you to ever, like, in, uh, externalize your insecurities onto other people. Because I think that's a lot where it comes from. It's like, yeah. I feel insecure about something. That's something I've had trouble with because I grew up with, like, parents doing that to me. Yeah. And so, like, I kind of had to relearn how to, like, not use that as a tool. Like, how to be like, actually, this isn't how you communicate with people. So maybe don't do that. But, like, ever since I've known you, you've not ever, ever, like, you, it's not that you don't have insecurities, but you, you are incredibly good at, like, not inflicting them on other people. And I'm not a lot of people, I, like, there are not a lot of people, I think, in the world who, like, know how to do that. Well, but, like, to me, it's, like, I was talking to my friend Allison about this, kind of, but, like, it was, like, I don't want other people to feel the way that I no. feel about myself that I just like missed that gene like that just doesn't make me feel better yeah I would rather not talk about it yeah like let's pretend that it doesn't exist that makes me feel better yeah because like talking to other people like like the idea that other people have the same insecurities as me makes me more insecure because yeah. I would like to live in a world where 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 I can convince myself that no one else is thinking about it. Yeah. It's just me. It's just in my head and nobody else notices it. Mm -hmm. and to some extent, like, that is true, but it's just that, like, once you start bringing that up and talking about it all the time, like, no. Like, I don't want... I just... I would rather... Like, what if we... What, what if, if we, we didn't? didn't? Yeah. I understand that what people are doing is trying to elevate themselves by putting someone else down. But to me, just like opening that door and playing into the narrative automatically makes my insecurities worse. Yeah. Because I'm like, so this is a real thing. Like, this is really what we do. Like, yeah. this is really how we judge one another. Yeah. Like, then I'm like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fake! <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all my head! And I also think, I think that there's like, value in to me like I find like talking about insecurities in a way that's like not from a malicious place yeah is like not particularly harmful because then you're like well people aren't necessarily thinking that about me they just think about it them about themselves yeah and, like we all kind of think the same things about ourselves and we're all kind of cuckoo and like that kind of well for makes sure. me feel better but for like sure. I, I understand what you mean when it's like um I, I get it. And, like, that's kind of... I don't think that people ever think when they're doing that they are actually making themselves better. Like, I don't think it actually makes anybody actually feel better. But I think some people learn certain behaviors. I don't know. I think it does. See, it never, ever made me feel better. It just... Uh, I think, like, it was a behavior I learned from my parents as a way but of... But you're also very... Is empathetic the word? Yeah. Well, and it's not something I have done in a very, very long time, or at least not out loud. But it's like an inst... And not not about, again, not since maybe I was in middle school. So it's... Yeah. Right? But I just like, mean, like, <laughs> it would make sense to me that, like, you putting other people down would automatically... Not, because you no. would feel that. Whereas, like, I don't know that, like, I'm actually that good a person. It's like with any of the wacko insecurity, anxiety whatever yeah. that I have I'm just always like just I just need you to not validate it yeah, like sure. I just need you to not validate it and that somehow to me impressing that on someone else would be a form of validation but I also don't like look at other people that way no. it's like very internalized like so when I say to other people like I just 
I respect that you have this insecurity, but I don't see that flaw in you. Like, that's not a lie. Like, it's the truth. Yeah. But I could see how, like, flipped around if it was, like, me in their position, I would think that way about myself, even though it's not how I think about them. (laughs) Woo! Boom. Emotions. Complicated. Wow. Don't know if any of that made sense. We went down like a really a windy, thing. windy road yeah. there. But Just it's to be clear, I'm not out here looking at people and being like, flaw, 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 flaw. I actually don't. No. I just think yeah. in, in, when, I think in middle school, everything's fucked up. But like. Ain't that the cut? I think like Damn there truth. are power imbalances, right? And like yeah. as a way of gaining power, I think middle schoolers do dumb shit. And so like. That's why how I can see it not being something necessarily that makes you feel better, but a way to get power. Because it's mm-hmm. like, that's what the cool girls did to other people. So, like, you're trying to get But power. I also think to be a cool kid, uh, you have to be a little bit of a psychopath. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I just yeah, don't sure, think sure. that you are. But sure. I think, like, to some extent, those people are psychopaths because they get off on being superior to others yeah and you can't have that without not giving a shit about the feelings of others i think the other thing is like for me it's never appearance like i never get insecure i get insecure about appearance but my insecurities about appearance never really reflect onto other people it's my insecurities about other things that end up coming out against other people like it's always like intellect is the biggest one that's the biggest thing for me because i have this idea in my head that i'm stupid yeah because of like whatever internalized shit and that i can get really fucking weird about yeah which i am working on very hard but like i can just all i'm saying is like i can see how sometimes something comes out and you're like i understand why i did that that wasn't the right thing we're gonna bring it back in we're gonna try again yeah again when it comes to appearance i don't really do that yeah. But definitely when it comes to other things, I have an issue. No, I think I am similar in that I, yeah, I am jealous of people who have achieved success in areas where I would like to achieve success. Yeah, yeah, where it's a competitor. So, like, we went to high school with someone who's in a reasonably successful band now, and my male companion was like, hey, do you want to go see them in concert? And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't. Uh, and then I didn't go into the whole, like, because it makes me feel inferior yeah, yeah, yeah. and insecure and, like, terrible, and I'm just going to sit there all the whole time and be, like, a horrible person about it. And yeah. I don't want to be a horrible person to them because I think they're a great person. They deserve all of the success that they have. Yeah. So I just, like, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, like, I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah, exactly. That shit gets to me. That's what that I mean. That shit turns me into a terrible person, which is why I'm like, no, I, I cannot go and sit there at, at this concert and watch this person be successful. Like, if someone is a successful uh, banker man, I don't give a shit. I don't care about banks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I so it's not that, like, banks. people who are successful yeah, 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 yeah. flat out bother yeah. me, because if you're successful in an arena where I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I wouldn't be happy. Yeah. Like, even, I would be maybe be moderately more happy because I would be aware that other people would recognize yeah. my success. But I would be, I would feel similar to the way I feel now in that yeah. I would be like, I'm not satisfied. Yeah. But people who succeed, like, I don't want to be a musician but I would like to succeed in a creative field yes. of some sort. And so people who succeed in that field, I, there's a bit of me automatically that's just like, fuck you. Yeah. 
I don't think that makes you a bad person. I think that just actually makes you a human. Like, I think, like, most people probably feel that way. And if you don't, then, like, you're very well-adjusted. <laughs> gold star. That's nice. Um, I just, like, for me, it's, like, it, I think the biggest one is intellect. But it's just, like, the point be it's it's never appearance for some reason. And I think that's because... I don't know why. I think that that's because I'm not looking at people like that when I look at their appearance. Like, that's not really what I'm doing. I'm not, like, sitting there being like, that's wrong. That, because, like, I don't, I try, I just, like, that's not. Yeah, I like to think that it's because I I actually don't believe those things. Yeah. Like, you can be very critical of yourself and, like, (laughs) I don't go to therapy because I have a problem with authority figures. (laughs) But I do a lot of self-reflection. Yeah, which is good. That's its own form of therapy. Sure. Um, but I think, like, a lot of my stuff comes from this feeling of, like, uh, you don't deserve. Yes. Like, oh, yes. Like, I was... Man, this really is going to be, like, a whole episode. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! No, but, like, I remember one day I would like, been out late the night before, like, like, partying and drinking and whatever. And I, like, got up. And I was, like, I got up, like, I got in at, like, 5 a.m. And yeah. I got up at, like, 10 a.m. And yeah. I felt, I was, like, I can't believe I slept into 10 a.m. Yeah. And I, like, didn't eat anything. And I, like, went out for a run. And I was, like, doing this. And I was on vacation. And I remember, like, I was, like, running. And I'm, like, dying because I'm, like, hungover. And I'm <laughs> dehydrated. And I'm still tired. And I'm, I'm, like, why am I doing this? Like, it's not like I have to study. Yeah. It's not like I have to go to work. Like, why am I doing this? And it was just like, because there's something in my brain that's like, you don't deserve to sleep in. Like, what yeah. makes you think you deserve to sleep in? Yeah. What makes you think you deserve, like, whatever, like, to eat? What makes yeah. you think that you deserve to, like, rest? Whatever it is. It, like, there's this bit of me that's just like, you You don't deserve those whatever you want to call them like comforts and I think that like that's where it comes from like you don't deserve to feel like you look good like you haven't done enough you know what I mean like you don't like and and you don't I don't have those feelings about other people like no I don't look at other people and feel like well you don't deserve like (laughs) I, I just unless they're you know Justin Trudeau you don't deserve to be prime minister of this country sure yeah bitch yeah um but, like, I, and so that actually does cover me and then I'm, like, okay, like, I don't actually believe in these standards that I set for myself. Um, it, like, comes from, like, a different place. So, like, yeah. that's why when I look at people, I'm not, like, well, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I think most of my stuff comes from this. I, I think, like, it comes from the same place, just about different things, but it's that, like, my thing is, and, like, this is awkward erotica, but my thing is always sex. My thing is, like, you don't deserve... Oh! Oh, man. <laughs> Same. But my thing is, like, you don't deserve to have sex because you're ugly. Like, that's, like, I say that to myself constantly. I'm, like, you... Well, not any... Like, I try not to anymore. Now we're trying to do this thing where we're being nice to Melina. Melina's being nice to Melina. Yeah. It, it's only kind of working. Melina deserves niceness. We're trying really hard. But it, my thing was always, like, you are, like, you... And a lot of it happens after I'll watch a lot of... Me- like, if I watched a lot of Vampire Diaries or something where pe- all people looked a certain way and they're all, like, having the sex, the sex, um, I'd be, like, well, you don't look like that. So you don't deserve that. Like, you don't get to have that because that's not what you want. And part of that, I think, comes from, like, uh, the male gaze and, like, being, like, having Mm -hmm. to be desirable to, like, a specific idea of what men think, which is, like, also kind of cuckoo because it's, like, I don't exist for other people, but also your brain do it tell you that you do. Yeah. Um, 
but that's the that's the big one and also again like intellect it's always like well you're too stupid like you're too stupid to have all these smart friends like who like are so good at stuff so like you you shouldn't talk because you don't know what you're saying jeez that's like yeah it's like I'm not saying that to you. But also, like, that's just, it's just, like, wild because you're someone who just has, like, so much information all of the time that it's just, like, it's, it's uh, not, like, funny, haha, but, like, it's it's just funny funny that, like, that is the narrative that you set for yourself because I think it's the, like, opposite of the role that you play in the, like, social group. Like, you're the person who's, like, well, I read this. (laughs) Thing. and you're like fuck I didn't read anything I just have ideas but don't you think that's because I'm overcompensating like I think a lot of it comes from like uh things I heard about my parents right who are two very smart people but again we talked about this last time two people who like don't have traditional education and like grandparents right like who mm-hmm. also don't like I come from like a lot like in my immediate family I'm the first person who graduated high school Right. So like I and I heard lots of things. People say lots of things about my parents in that way. Um, and also because I, I, I couldn't finish university. Right. And so like I know that doesn't mean anything. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. so like I, I think it comes from a place and all of it is unfounded and none of it is true in the same way that like you deserve to eat and, and like sleep. Yeah. And sleep, <laughs> and, like, sleep for four hours. <laughs> like, so like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> be. So, like, it's all nonsense, but at the same time, it's very real nonsense. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, it's, like, very real to you in the moment. I think intelligence, for me, is, has always been one of those things where it's, like, I feel like for a good portion of my life, at, at like, different times and from different areas, people are, like, oh, like, you're smart. And I'm, like, am I? Because I I can't do (laughs) a lot of things that I would like to do. And then it just feels, like... Well, like, I'm letting the team down. Yeah, I'd I rather you not think that I'm smart and I, like, exceed your expectations. Yes. Whereas right now, I just feel like it's a lot of people being like, oh, like, you could have been, <laughs> you could have been something. <laughs> you could have been a contender. <laughs> and, um, and instead, you are just not. And it's like, I, I don't actually want that compliment. Yeah. Because now that just sticks in my brain. I'm like, okay, well, like, I, I, I have to live up to that. Yeah. And, like, it's too hard. And so it's, like, the same. Not that, like, people are going around me like, oh, Sophia, you're just, like, so smart. But just, like, there, like, were a couple, there have been, like, a couple, like, adults in my life who are like, oh, like, you're so smart. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, well, I don't, I can't, I, that's not something I can, like, put in a box and, like, pull out sometime. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I feel like I've totally, like, I can't live up to being smart. Yeah, well, that's, like, I think, I, I totally I get that. I can't do smart things. Well, I think, like, what happened, like, to, I, I had a similar thing where, like, I think I exceeded the expectations. I don't think my parents expected. And then I had, like, in, definitely in elementary school and middle school, they'd be like, oh, like, Melina's a good student, um, I got that a lot, and then it just felt like at some point I was like, well, I've tricked everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's all... Imposter like, syndrome. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like, and to this day, I'm always like, well, I, that's, a, even at work, when I get the performance review, I'm like, it's a trick, though. Don't you know that it's a trick? And, like, I'm saying this in a very jokey way now, but, like, I genuinely, for my, most of my life, like, always believe that. I'm yeah. always like, that's not true. No, 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 thank you, not true. Thank you very much. Well, it feels like <laughs> a similar, like, I don't deserve this. Yeah. 
Like, I don't deserve that. Like, I'm going to, like, take it. But, like, I don't <laughs> really deserve it. There's just this feeling that, like, yeah, like, the essay wasn't really that good. I didn't really work that hard. Like, yeah. I'm not really that good at this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel that way a lot of the time. <laughs> I notice myself doing that all the time where it's like, yeah, I got a good mark, but it's because I know how, I always say, this is, like, my line. It's like, I know how to work the system. I'm not actually smart. Yeah. And I think that's because at some point somebody said that to me. Like, at some point I had a teacher who was like, you're really good at knowing what teachers want and that's why you do well. You won't ever have to work very hard. <laughs> and to me... Jesus. Well, and to me, that was saying that I couldn't work very hard. Like, to me, it was... to me, Like, I just took that in my brain and I was like, well, that means you're not actually very smart. You just know how well, to do the thing. backhanded fucking compliment like yeah it's mr Voltaric. <laughs> yeah, classic Voltaire. Yeah. so like it it's just like this thing where it's just like you're not you're not actually smart you don't actually work hard you actually can't hack it you just know how to work the system yeah i think that that there's a lot of times where adults uh don't understand the weight of the things yes. that they say to children oh yeah so, like, teachers, like, I'm sure that, uh, and Malteric was a high school teacher at our high school, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, I'm sure that he did not, he just said, like, he just didn't think that it was no. that big, he, no, he didn't think not. about it at all, but he's in a position of authority, and he's someone who was, you know, for the most part, like, really liked and respected in that school, and, like, that carries a lot of weight. It's even, like, stupider things, like, like stuff that my mom said when I was growing up that that just like sticks with you forever yeah like and it's like dumb shit like offhanded comments about like oh like my eyebrows are too bushy and they're yeah. too dark and my mom doesn't even like remember making those comments but they just like stuck with me and like for a very long time I was just like yeah like it's just a known fact that I have <laughs> ugly eyebrows yeah. like we just know this and then uh surprise uh, thick bushy eyebrows became a trend yeah. and that really worked in my favor <laughs> but then that started surprising me because then because it's yeah. now like a sh thing it's an aesthetic people are like you have really nice eyebrows and like for a long time I was like no <laughs> it is known my <laughs> eyebrows are bad it is known it is known it is written in the book yeah it is <laughs> but like it's just like small things like that like, she was my mom, and so it was just like, that's a, just a fact about you. I, I realize this is a dumb example, but that's it's also, not really. it's kind of my point. Like, just like this tiny comment just became cemented in my brain as like, that's just a truth. Well, it's wild the way that subjective things, or like things that are, again, held to society's subjective standard become internalized as fact. Yes. Um, like, that is to me, like, I had... There were so many things, like so many little things, but like a big thing that I think our whole society does is like big is bad, right? Like mm -hmm. objectively bad. And it's hard because like it's, we could do a whole episode on this too, but like it's hard when like then the science changes over time because for lo so long science said, well, if you look this way, you're automatically unhealthy. And then science was like, actually, that's not how that works. Like that's yeah. not true. Like there are some aesthetics that then start to feed into scientific narratives, yeah. right? The idea that, like, weight is an indicator of health. Like, a skinny person is automatically healthy even though skinny people can eat, like, garbage and someone who's larger can eat well. Like, it's like the aesthetic has then become part of the 
the health narrative, like the scientific medical narrative. Like this is the interesting thing that I think that we do in science. We make these groups of bodies and we say this is a thing that happens to this group of bodies, whether that be bodies we consider to be quote unquote male or quote unquote female, which now we know there are so many different variations even within those things that we consider as a binary sex. But mm-hmm. like, or we group people into bigger bodies or like smaller bodies or whatever we make these groups of people and then we make unilateral statements about them because it something will work for a percentage of that people yeah but we don't look at the controls one of that's one of the things with weight right like there was this study and it was saying that like people over this weight are automatically unhealthy because of this this and this and then a bunch of scientists looked at that study who weren't being paid by, I forget what's the name of the diet pill, but it was a diet pill company that funded that first study. That's why you should always look at who's funding your studies. But then this like... It's like, what are diet pills? Bad, bad. Like, keep going. But like, I still don't... Like, what could that possibly be? A, a laxative. Usually. Yeah, a laxative, I guess. Usually. But anyway, and then this group of scientists was like, actually, like, these people are experiencing a higher weight of, like, emotional trauma, uh, not a higher weight, a higher, um, percentage, percentage of emotional trauma, and that is contributing to, like, their well-being, because we know that stress is held in the body, in your endocrine system, Ayo. but, like, um, and so, like, that's why they were having certain health is- issues, like, your body's stress home- hormones affect the way that you produce insulin, which affects the way that you, um, can, absorb or not absorb sugar and glucose right so like we don't look at the so like but we just decide what is science because it fits what we want our narrative to be of a certain thing like acne is the same thing people will be like well if you drink and eat this this and this your cystic acne will be gone but the truth is that doesn't actually work for every person yeah because everybody's body is not the same yeah and i think it's weird that we do that yeah a hundred percent I just hate the one ascribing morals to things like that. First of all, kind of really frustrates me where it's like, you're good if you're this, you're bad if you're this. But then when we try to codify that or like make it so it's like science that can't be ignored, I think that's like so detrimental. It's so harmful to people. Well, and I think, and we've uh, talked about this before and we will talk about this again. Like, I think that the idea that science is somehow objective is really problematic because then you get these like aesthetics and and these um you know subjective morals masquerading as objective fact and it's it's not true and and the basis of science you know comes from philosophy like it comes from a bunch of like old i mean they weren't always old i guess but like (laughs) a bunch of like greek roman men's uh hanging out just pontificating right so that's why we'll we'll definitely be talking about this at some point i promise um like stuff like female medicine like has all of these weird uh, unhelpful detrimental narratives in it because i i think a lot of those philosophies you know that were started by these men who had never dissected a body who were incredibly sexist they have persisted because nobody is looking at science in a a a critical way in terms of the philosophy of it yeah and there is a philosophy to science there is thought behind every experiment that goes beyond just like bare bone facts um this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning like this idea of desirability a lot of like 
what we uphold in science about people's bodies and I don't just mean weight I don't just mean acne I mean a lot of it right Mm -hmm. like the things that we uphold fit this narrative of a very Eurocentric very like hetero uh, idea of beauty and that like we are only valuable when we fit into that slot yeah well I think in terms of medicine like those ideas of a body and when you have a body that doesn't fit into those boxes the the quality of care you're receiving is lesser because they're treating you as though you should be I just read this like really awful study and like I cried a little bit reading it because like some of this stuff has happened to me but like one of it one of the things they said in the study is when doctors perceived their patients to be overweight or unattractive they like didn't listen to them and they didn't give them proper care and like they were more likely to write them off or like send them out without actually doing anything a lot of them would like ignore their files and never follow up and like that stuff is just really heartbreaking this happens this is something that actually happens to black women a lot too Mm -hmm. um where doctors are just kind of like i'm not listening (laughs) like i've just like turned off somehow um and i actually think it happens like uh bigger body or not like race like whatever it is i think this is something that does happen to all people who present in a certain way where it's just like well they're women they don't know what they're talking about or like they're any person who is marginalized anyway they're non-binary they're trans whatever it is we don't have to listen to them yeah i think it's something that happens to everybody right but i think there's this idea the ideas we have about which bodies are healthy and which bodies are not and which bodies deserve care and which bodies do not. Yeah. And, like, I think that is a very difficult thing to come to terms with. I think it always comes down to deserve. Um, yeah, which is what we started talking about. Which is what we started talking about. But, like, all of the, like, racism, sexism stuff, um, I, it comes down to, like, you know, like, every time you deviate from that, standard of like straight white male you deserve less yeah yeah absolutely yeah i get into this argument with my mom a lot where she like thinks that if you're in a bigger body and you're not working out all the time and like eating perfectly all the time then it's like you like you're bad right and i'm like right but when you see a thin person do you make that judgment about them like you don't know what they're doing with their life yeah you don't know and they could not be working out every day yeah sometimes it's just genetics like they could be just like living their life and when you see them or like not even thin like even just like straight if you're a straight-sized person like do you make that judgment on them and my mom was like well no and i'm like okay so like why why do people who look different have to hold themselves to a higher standard just to get your respect yeah like why don't they deserve your respect as well I don't, like, what is that? (laughs) What? What is that? Like, why are they less human? Like, I don't understand. Like, I I think that's so, so unfair. And, like, you know, I am just outside of straight size, right? Like, I'm barely, like, so, like, there, I still have a great deal of privilege in that sense. But I do get that sometimes where people just assume, like, sometimes occasionally I'll go for a run or I'll do yoga and people are like oh you're trying to lose weight that's great yeah and I'm like that's not my goal sure what yeah like as someone who works out a lot fitness culture is my least favorite <laughs> and specifically men like to talk to you about it and yeah. I'm always like N- I don't really have very much to say to you yeah. I like I I'm always like I'm so uninterested in this conversation yeah. 
but like they they want to get into specs and they want to like yeah. compete and they want to um uh you know like well how how good are you uh, like i'm just like this is not a major facet of my personality like yeah. i'm just like not interested i don't understand why this is exciting to you like i, I it's like this but there's this moral judgment attached to that like it's like yeah. oh yeah like this is like an impressive thing and i'm just like i to quote Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. Yeah. Fitness is fitness is hard because, like, when I struggled with, like, food stuff, that was the thing that I used to, like, it was always fitness. That's how I, I used to punish myself. Like, yeah. that was the thing, right? It was like, oh, I would run for, like, two hours nonstop even if I got sick no matter what it was. Like, I would just do it. That was how I punished myself. So it's actually taken me – I had to, like, not do it for, like, four years. I was like, no, we can't – we're just – this is – we're not – this is bad for us and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that that's how everybody has to deal with their own issues but it's you just, have to deal with the things yeah. the way that you have to deal with them so so now i get very weird and like i had this interaction with like one of my boss's kids and i was like i just don't know what i said and i don't even know why like this is why i don't talk about running in public but yeah. i was like oh yeah like on my run the other day and he was like you run and i was like sometimes he was like, how do you run? And I was like, well, I try to run three days a week. He was like, really? You make it to three runs a week? And I was like, yeah. And I just felt so awful. Like, every part of me was just like, first of all, this person doesn't believe that I can run three times a week, which is great. But also, I don't know how I got stuck in this. Like, it was my fault. I shouldn't have, but it was so passive and it was to describe something else. Like, it was like so, but I should have known better. Well, it's like, I'm not... <laughs> interested in measuring my metaphorical dick like no that's what it always feels like and i'm like no 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 like no. i already have my own gender issues i, I don't need your fucking toxic masculinity that's how it feels every single time yeah it's the same with drinking with men I-, I realize this is like a separate issue but like i've had that a couple times too and like i'm a pretty solid drinker okay she i can is. handle quite a lot most of the time for sure every once in a while no but like most of the time i'm just doing like straight hard liquor but, like, if you ever, like, drink with men in, like, a mildly platonic situation, it's automatically always, like, yo, you gonna, you gonna smash that whole Mickey, though? And I'm, like, no. Like, I am not. And they're, like, whoa, you're such a pussy. Like, I could take that whole thing in my face right now. And I'm, like, I don't, I don't. I don't care. Like, I, this is not... What, what's happening right now? Like, what's going on? I'd be like, sir, I can have half a glass of wine and then I am done. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> I know, Stop. it's crazy. But that's like, there's like, val- that's like that we're ascribing values to absolutely bizarre things. You're just like, no. I'm like, fuck, this is not any better. No. <laughs> like, god damn it. No, like, no, it's, it's. It's just like the way society measures us against each other and then therefore we measure ourselves against each other. That's really, I think, what this whole episode comes down to is that like, I don't know, we're just always like, everyone's insecure about something. Insecurities look different, they take different shapes, but we've all got, we're all dealing with some shit garbage. Um, shit garbage. And then I think society just puts Some us- of us are dealing with Justin Trudeau as their prime minister. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit garbage, man. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but then I think society puts us in this weird position where we're encouraged to measure our shit garbage against each other's yeah, other shit yeah. garbage. <laughs> you're like, like, you're like, okay, I might be shit garbage, but that person has just got a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I have more. 
Like that's something I have to right. Like, I, I guess depending on what it depends the shit on who you are, represents. but like yeah. the oppression Olympics is a thing that we like to not yeah. us specifically, but society likes to play too. For sure. And like, there's a difference between I think there's this podcast called She's All Fat. It's great. Go check it out. Wonderful, beautiful mm. ladies, love it. But like, they are both plus size women. I think they're the lingo and the it's like they identify themselves as. Um, fat that's they're called she's all fat that's the thing um and they talk about they're like we all have our own securities but like they're really good at talking about um how they experience systemic oppression without devaluing anybody else and i think we kind of like have to like i think there's that that's not oppression olympics that's a little bit different where you're like there is what we face from society which i think is completely separate from what we face inside. Well, and I think that too with the with groups that are that face like some form of oppression, there is this feeling within them that like there's only so much pity to go around. Yeah, and so that's, that's why we have to pit yeah. each other against. Not that and now I'm going to go into an anecdote and like this is about two rich white ladies, so I, <laughs> you know, there's only so much pressure going on here. But like it was like, and then launches into a story about my mother getting divorced. Uh, but my mom was in the middle of her divorce, yeah. which is like not a great time for her. Surprise. Yeah. Um, and my cousin um, had just broken up with her boyfriend. And we're at this dinner and my cousin is like milking it maybe a little bit. And is like a little sniffly and won't eat and eventually runs up to her bedroom and is like I can't do this and my mom always brings this up like to this fucking day and is like do you remember I was getting divorced and I could sit at the dinner table and she couldn't and I was like mom like it's not a competition like here's the thing like I get that you're getting divorced like I understand but at the same time like and I don't even like this cousin that much but like (laughs) you know like to her it's feels equal like in her life it has the same amount of weight you know what i mean like you can't compare like it's you can't compare pain no like you're just a human being like nothing that i have ever felt is is comparable to like the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone in the history of the planet even in terms of like all of the people alive right now like, there are people who have experienced uh, traumas and loss that, that are so beyond the scope of anything that could possibly happen in my life. Yeah. I can recognize that. It still does not lessen the no. pain that I feel when bad shit happens in my pretty easy, fine life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, that's why, like, I just think you have... <laughs> just like, Mom, like, I get it. Like, I get that you were getting divorced, and I get that that feels bigger. But to the individual, like, that's not, it's just not how pain works. No. No, 100%. And I think, like, that's why it's important to, like, one, make space. But also, like, that's why I really like the way that these women talk about it. It's, like, we have to recognize, one, that there are, like, systemic things, and there are individual things, but among individuals there is no worse or better or like whatever it is right it's like when you're even looking at like race and privilege right it's like you we have to recognize that there are structural things that you and i 
don't face. Does that mean when we have personal trauma that's worthless or we immediately throw it out? Like, no, of no. course fucking yeah. not. Like, that's, like, not how the world works. And also, you just, like, it. nobody has that kind of, like, mental emotional control as a being no like i can't just be like well someone somewhere else is suffering way worse like it doesn't matter like you just you feel the thing yeah you feel the thing exactly if we could not feel the things believe me i would not feel the things (laughs) i would pull a damon salvatore from vampire diaries and just switch it off turn that shit right off and then bang elena yeah i wouldn't but she's really annoying (laughs) Well, that's, like, and I think, like, it's kind of interesting. This is kind of unrelated, but, like, there's this, like, conversation around uh, body positivity, which I think is really interesting, and we should do an episode on this, too. But, like, body positivity was a specific movement that came up, I think, the late 80s, early 90s that was essentially started by fat black women because they were being treated unfairly by the government and, like, they weren't getting jobs and, like, they weren't being treated well by medical professionals and there was no space in society for them and so they were like okay we have to advocate for ourselves we have to like do this thing and now that movement has been kind of co-opted and we don't really know what it means and where it came from anymore and it's no longer about making space for marginalized bodies um and i think what's happened is it's become conflated with self-love which i also think is very important and like very very valuable um they're just not the same thing and so i think like people get really upset when like uh activists are like hey like you're using this term um and especially when people who are like fitness bloggers use it and like that kind of shit like i think that's well, when really something no that good. was political becomes entirely like uh depoliticized de- yeah. de- you know yeah. like like just becomes this this phrase that's thrown around in like the commercial universe yeah it's kind of like thug life that's how i feel about thug yeah. life right it's totally been co-opted by yeah. uh rich white boys on vine who <laughs> then have the sunglasses yeah. and the bow, 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 bow. and it's like n- no actually that was a phrase started by yeah. a black man to describe you know the state of like coming from poverty yeah as a black man and also like the way that like the government teaches you to hate yourself yeah as a black man and that's what i think is so hard about body positivity because like i obviously want everybody to love themselves and feel good about themselves and i don't care if you're a size two or a size 20 like it doesn't matter to me like you have the right to feel good about yourself but yeah there is a there then like i i just i think you have to recognize what space you're in and i think a lot of people on instagram which is predominantly where this happens get really upset when like fat activists are like can you use a different term they're like you're telling me not to love myself and they're like it's like your favorite song anaconda by uh (laughs) Nicki minaj (laughs) and she's like fuck all the skinny bitches in the club and then a bunch of people got angry because they were like uh that's offensive yeah and it was like really (laughs) like come on skinny bitches in the club like (laughs) is it you're you know valued more by society we can't let Nicki minaj say you can't take this one hit yeah like this one jab from Nicki minaj you can't handle it yeah it's like you know all lives matter you're like oh come on white people like they can't have the one thing yeah straight pride Uh, are you shitting me right now like the one like just uh, one parade can't be for them you have the santa claus parade like it's fine (laughs) I think, I just, I think, though, when it comes to body positivity, I think it's complicated, though, because I think, like, 
um, I think it's a movement that benefits everybody. Like, I think it was meant to benefit specific people, but I do think it benefits everybody now. Like, cause you, you, by breaking down, um, barriers by breaking, you're also breaking down ideas of beauty, right? Which sure. I think makes more space for everybody, which is great. But the problem is there's no recognition of that. There's no recognition of the people whose shoulders you stand on when you use that hashtag and you don't know what it means or why it's there. Or that it's, like, not a joke. Or that it's not a joke. It's not... Which is what brings me back to, like, this idea, like, that this is why it reminds me of, like, thug life, right? for sure, absolutely. Because that's totally been co-opted by our society to be funny and i think that like self-love and and body positivity is like moving in the same direction of it's like oh bought a banana hashtag body positivity (laughs) hashtag self-love yeah and you're like okay tiffany i'm just throwing out names today I learned something really interesting about, like, self-love, like, as a term. Um, It was something that was started by, like, community organizers and social workers who, like, or self-care, not self-love, sorry. But it was uh, started by community organizers and therapists and social workers who were working in marginalized communities. It was, like, an institutional thing where, like, those organizations were teaching people self-care so they could go out and take care of the community. It, like, comes from a longer right, phrase, right. which is, like, community self-care, community care. Yeah, yeah, um, So it's kind of interesting how that has kind of gotten co-opted as well. Different thing, but kind of the, the same. The things that end up in our, like, pop culture, like, social vocabulary is wild. Yeah, I know. Well, I just, like, I'm... Cause Crooked Media is doing this series of podcasts about self-care and where it came from and, like, what it means to different communities, particularly communities of color. Um, And, like, I don't know. I was just, like, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea. Like, I've used that hashtag before or whatever. And then you're, like, oh, that's no good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, even, like... And this is, like, a more obvious one, but even stuff like pride, I think. Oh, yeah. We, like, we lose a little bit of, like, what that means, pride. Like, I remember, because, you know, like, I grew up in Toronto. Uh, Toronto has a, a big pride parade. Um, and I and I have never gone to pride because I don't feel like it's a space that I need to... Uh, take up as a (laughs) straight person yeah um like that it it always that that culture that sprung up of of it just being like a big party not that it shouldn't be we've sort of already had this conversation like i not that i don't think that you can go to pride as a straight person but i just always felt a little bit uncomfortable with the idea so blah 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 but when one year i was working yeah and my work was at pride and I remember being there and having people wish me happy pride. And somehow it, like, really sunk in for me for the first time, like, the significance of of what that meant. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, like, it does. It's hard to, like, explain exactly how, but there was just something about the the feeling or, like, the way that it was being, like, the, like, the casual way, like, before it turned into, like, a, a wild, crazy party, which, again, it's not me trying to hate on wild, crazy parties. I love wild, crazy <laughs> parties. I think that's a great aspect of... But, like, just, you know, like, be proud of yourself and your identity and the fact that that is not 
easy all of the time and that sometimes that is an act of radicalism and that it takes courage and that that is why pride is called pride. I, I just think it, like, I just felt it for the first time when I was, like, there. Yeah. If that makes sense. But, I, again, I think it's another thing, like, it just, it, it gets swept up in, in other stuff. Like, you're just so used to it that you don't even think about it. Like, you don't think about where it comes from. You don't think about why it's called pride. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's that thing. Well, especially, like, in Toronto, um, if you're from Toronto, you already know this, but, like, we have this issue with police at Pride, right? Like, we have... Well, I don't think that's a Toronto issue. No, I think it's like, a... Like, it's an issue in I Toronto, that, like, but, like, not Toronto. No, 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 no. I just meant that we're in Toronto, and, like, that's the that's Pride been that we an, know. Yeah, yeah, so, like, yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's, it's been an issue. And, and it's like, heated up. Yeah. When you remember where Pride comes from, and you remember who was at the front lines of Pride, predominantly black and brown bodies, uh, but also trans bodies... Yeah. Um, there is something difficult about that conversation, I think, right? Like, where you're like, how hard must it be for the people whose, again, backs this movement is kind of built on to have to be in this space with people who are essentially attacking their communities? Like, I think that, like, that is kind of shitty. (laughs) And, like, also have never recognized, really the prejudice that they held and the way that they failed to protect them in the past you know uh, in like a global sense but like in a very specific like city sense um there is a history of of you know the the police just not being there for the queer community and then obviously there's like uh like intersection like not being there for people of color so like definitely like times two not being there for people of color who are queer <laughs> um and and there's not really a recognition of that now it's just like yeah like we want to be in the parade and it's like well like i n- no like you haven't done anything to make amends for that to take responsibility for that like you can't participate in this when you've not atoned for past or present behavior. I mean, just what is it? Like two years ago, a year ago, like we get MacArthur, who's like been a serial killer in the gay yeah. village for like forty fucking years, and who was named multiple times by people who were interviewed, and the police just like didn't really pick up, like didn't put in the effort. the the work that they should have been putting in and who made excuses the same way that in this country they've made excuses when indigenous women are murdered when sex workers are murdered when women sometimes in general are murdered (laughs) um where they're just like well they probably left probably just wandered off and you're like uh excuse me just wandered off just wandered off and that's like you know pretty contemporary history so like no you can't march in the fucking parade well also there's a failure to understand the difference between like they're not saying that you as a cop in your plain clothes can't march in the parade you're saying you as a cop can't represent this institution that has been harmful to the community in the parade right like that's the thing like no one is saying you as a person yeah it's not an attack on you as a person and it's not even an attack it's 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 a it's a stand yeah. against an institution yeah. that has not been friendly to queer people. And I also think the important thing is, like, past tense, but also present tense. Like, yeah. I think that people get a little hung up on their, like, well, that's all in the past. And it's like, no, like, you're still not. Yes. 
you're still not recognizing this. Like, you're still not understanding this. I mean, like, that's like in Hamilton, where Pride, they were attacked by, like, anti-LGBTQ to... I'm missing something. But, but, you know, etc. Like, people who... And the police were slow to respond because they were like, well, you didn't want us at the parade. And you're like, this, this is... Do you see... This is, like, what... This is what we're talking about here. Yeah. Also, that's not how your job works. No, and it's not. And, like, like, that is part of the problem, right? Is that, like, it's a whole it's a whole issue. I have my own, like, I have never been to the Pride Parade, um, which is difficult, like, as a, like, you know, bi, queer, femme person. I always feel like uh, I don't deserve to be at the Pride Parade. I'm deserve. Always, it all yeah. comes back to fucking deserve. <laughs> like you're not queer enough yeah, like you're yeah. especially because like i i have been in a long-term relationship with a straight person right i'm trying not to say hetero relationship because one of my friends was like you're not heterosexual uh, they were like you are erasing your own identity and i was like intriguing true yeah. <laughs> i think it's hard like again this deserve thing and this complicated line between you know privilege but like as a bi person in a relationship with a, a straight person I have a lot of privilege because in a lot of ways, like, um, no one can really, it's a little bit, I, I think it's a little bit different now, but, um, for the most part, like I am not identified as queer, like ever. And so like that does great grant me a great deal of safety that a lot of other people are not granted at the same time. I also then don't get recognized in my identity or I get questioned for it or it is not real or like whatever. So like it's a very like fine line. I think you just have to do both. Like with the body thing, it's like you have to recognize like I have my own pain that is painful. But at the same time, like there is also like uh, a system in which I exist that does or does not grant me things based on the way that I do or do not present. Yeah. So it's like a, a whole a whole thing. But like that deserve thing, I'm always like, well, you don't deserve to go to Pride. You're not, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. It's like, yes, you do. Yeah. But also like, again, I also have complicated feelings about Pride because I, 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 I don't support the police. Um, and I guess Pride doesn't either, so. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, la la. Well, this <laughs> took an unexpected turn. What a fun detour. What a fun detour. A rage that turned into a whole episode. I know. I guess that was bound to happen at some point. I mean, honestly, it is technically what our all of our episodes are. We just, like, usually plan it out beforehand. But, <laughs> I know. yeah. I think we did pretty good for not having anything. I but. agree. We're very good improvisers. We yeah. always have been. Yeah. Um. Well, we will come back to you with an episode. Um, on Endocrine illnesses. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. Uh, it'll be great. We've really been hyping this up for a long time, so I hope that you are ready. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram. We're Awkward Erotica. Do other things. There's a bit at the end. You, you'll hear Listen it. Listen to it. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye. If you've made it all the way to the end, we thank you. We pity you but also we thank you. You can find us on all kinds of socials we don't know how to use. Uh, we're Rocco A-W-K-O-R-O-C-O on Twitter and Awkward Erotica on Instagram. If you have topics, ideas, questions, compliments, you can email us at akkorocco at gmail.com. We do not accept complaints. 
Um, if you like what we do and you want us to do it better, you can support us on Patreon. We'll leave a link in the show notes. Big thanks to Nathan for our intro music and Callum for our beautiful icon art. We'll link his Instagram in the show notes as well. He does real good art. Please check it out. That's all she wrote, folks. See you next week. Go be awkward. Bye.